and welcome to the latest episode of The Big Review Ski. This week it is an Obi-Wan Kenobi special because the brand new six-part series is just about to arrive on Disney+. Plus. And ahead of the release of the show, we got talking to some of the most famous entry actor people involved in all of Star Wars history. Up first, you're going to hear from none other than Ewan McGregor himself. He's returning to play Obi-Wan Kenobi for the first time since Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, all the way back in 2005. At the start of this interview, uh, unfortunately, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube, but there is a conversation that is specifically quite visual because I show Ewan the now quite famous Obi-Wan Kenobi meme that has happened off the back of the trailer for this. So if you're listening and you hear Ewan McGregor absolutely cackling with laughter, it's because there's a very fun, funny thing happening on screen that you can't see. So once you've listened to all of this, make sure you go back to the Joe YouTube channel and check out the full interview because it is very funny. So here he is, Ewan McGregor talking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ewan, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you doing? Really, really good. Such a pleasure to talk to you. you. Ewan, um, are you aware of the Obi-Wan Kenobi binoculars meme? No. So already from the trailer, there's already a viral thing on Twitter where they've taken the image of, of yourself looking through the binoculars, but just looking up and down, and they've turned it into this fantastic meme that's all over the internet. I fully, fully recommend you check out some of, some of the really funny things that they've just have you kind of looking at on the other end of the binoculars. <laughs> I don't know if you can even, can you even see that one? <laughs> What's the blue thing there next to me? That's, that's your lightsaber at the site of, of Jar Jar Binks. And then there's, there's I like this one because it's remove lens cap. You haven't taken it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, the, the whole Star Wars world is full of that i guess it's so you know everything you say every i mean they're doing this press has been a nightmare trying to just avoid slipping up and giving something away you know it's like a yeah. title yeah like it's it's so funny what uh within star wars people will grab onto because like there's a single line from revenge of the sith and it's just you dropping into general grievous and it's just your delivery of hello there and it's it's one of the most loved things from all of Star Wars. Like, if you, again, if you do a little deep dive on the internet, people absolutely love just that single line of delivery because of, I guess it's just a funny, a funny way of, like, dropping into a very dangerous situation. <laughs> you know, it's Alec Guinness's first line in Star in The New Hope as well. That's where it comes yeah. from. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that the... I, I always just thought people liked it because it was from... Because uh, it was Alec Guinness saying it, but... I almost don't remember saying it when I drop in on Grievous, but I, I, I know I did. Yeah, I'm asked to say it a lot. People like to, you know, people want me to say it to them in the street, you know? <laughs> I don't well, it's a nice greeting for anyone to get, like, regardless. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, for yourself, um, because obviously with the prequels, they were very, they're pushing the envelope in technology. And now with this as well, just in the, in the realm of the way they film this again, it's, it's very forward thinking in the technology that they're using to make yeah. the show. But for you, what would you say is the biggest difference between now and then coming back uh, for the role? Well, I mean, I'm older, I'm, I'm closer to Alec Guinness in age, you know, I'm yep. so I'm close. So I'm able to play more into that into the sort of wise man, I've, you know, he spent, Obi-Wan spent 10 years or 
I feel like it's maybe a little less, but they're saying 10 years in the desert, you know, um, in hiding. So I'm sort of closer to the uh, the Obi-Wan that Alec Guinness played in, in, the, in the original film. You know, he created the role. And um, the technology played a huge part in it, feeling it was more, more exciting to do. It was, you know, we weren't surrounded by blue screen and green screen um, like we were in, the, in episode two and three anyway, um, back at the beginning of the 2000s. So that made a big difference. And then Deborah Chow, our director, is just a brilliant, brilliant director. And she knows so, she really knows the world. Uh, she directed some of the Mandalorian series, the, the season one. And she just really knows the Star Wars world. And I think she really, really has her finger on the pulse as to what the fans want and would like. And um, she was a great leader of the crew and on set, just a brilliant director, really. So we're so, so lucky to work with her. That made it, that made the experience, to, you know, every director has a vision and, and the, the, the different ways they run the set. And it was just a great experience all around. We had great actors working on this one as well and all the other parts that we, you know, it was cool. And just one final quick one, if that's okay. Um, your first time back on set, properly back on set with Hayden, um, did you sense an energy, I guess, from the from the crew around you because it's kind of a it's a little bit of a landmark moment I guess oh my god I mean just Hayden being on set was like I, I came on set one day and there was just hundreds of people standing around I was like I couldn't I couldn't figure there's never that many people on set I just didn't understand why there was I thought it felt like someone had called them all on to give them a safety <laughs> meeting or something and then I looked over and there's Hayden I was like oh yeah of course that's why he was always surrounded but at a distance but there was always a, he so loved Hayden, you know, from those movies. And um, it was such a big deal for him to come back. And and it just felt great. It, uh, when we were acting together, it really felt like some kind of weird time warp. Like we, like the last 17, 18 years didn't happen, you know. It was Fantastic. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Ewan, thank you so much for your time today. Right, nice to speak to you. Take care. Up next, you're going to hear from Deborah Chow, who is the director of all six episodes of the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Deborah has previously directed some of the episodes of the first season of The Mandalorian, which, let's be honest, was the best season of The Mandalorian. So she definitely knows the Star Wars universe, and she's coming at this, telling a story that takes place between two separate trilogies, filling in some blanks for some huge Star Wars fans out there, and introducing some major new characters into the mix as well. So here's Deborah chatting Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. Deborah, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. So prequels can be tricky because we know where they end up more often than not. Um, what was, would you say, the the trickiest aspect of telling the story when, I guess, people already know the resolution? That that was the trickiest thing about this story. You know, not only is it these huge iconic characters and their legacy characters, but we're in between two trilogies. Um, so we're, we're essentially telling the second act of a story where we know the first act and the third act, and you know what's going to happen to them. Um, so that was the most challenging aspect, I think, of the series. But it was also kind of exciting because, you know, we were telling a period that we haven't seen before. And just I've only seen a couple of glimpses from the trailer so far, but the the action looks cool. It looks like it just seeing the like the the lightsabers and the uh, the laser fights in the dark and the rain, like it looks it looks different to it, the aspects we've seen in Star Wars action before. Um, was that something 
that you were, you know, passionate about, like, because people expect a certain type of action from a Star Wars movie, but also you don't want to just give them the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I was excited. I love doing action, honestly. And I was, you know, I'm always excited to do it. Um, And one of the things that I also felt pretty passionate about with the show was like taking us to new visual worlds and getting to see something. Cause for me, Star Wars has always been, that's been a huge part of the experience of getting to explore new places. Um, So, yeah, so we were really trying to, you know, try, try some things that were different and try to, you know, try to find some things that really felt specific to the show. Um, And then in terms of the action, also bringing in characters like the Inquisitors, it felt in like with a new character, like Reva, it felt like we had an opportunity to do things a little bit differently with characters like that. Yeah. Like, uh, like even from the trailers, they have left an impression. You can tell that they're going to like change the mood whenever they're on screen. Um, and but how how do you approach bringing in new characters like a potentially iconic villains that don't borrow too much from the Star Wars villains we've seen before? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I was obviously adapting them from the animated series uh, from Rebels, and you know, all of Dave Filoni's work. Um, so I think it's you know I'm trying to stay true or to the essence of, you know, what Dave was doing in the animated series, but um, we did also invent, you know, there's some new inquisitors as well, but um, I think they're, you know, they, for me, there were real opportunity to, to have some new villains and to, you know, to have this kind of very cool and a little, you know, have a modern set of villains that, you know, would mix up as well with some of the, the more legacy characters. And speaking of legacy characters, I can only imagine the, you know, the excitement on set for the very first day when you and, and Hayden are kind of reunited, like uh, properly on set together. Like when you were working on that, that specific day, that specific moment when they were brought back together, like, could you feel the energy in the room? You're like, we're doing something pretty special here. Yeah. I mean, this whole series, I've never worked on anything, honestly, where the crew has been so passionate and so into it. And, you know, it's, and it's interesting because it's a personal it's personal for everybody because everybody cared about these characters that was working on the show. And so I think, you know, we had a number of moments. I do remember like one of the first times with Hayden on set and just looking around and going, you know, why is half the office standing around here? Like everybody that's normally in the production office and they were all just coming to see him. And, you know, and, you know, when we did some scenes, it would just go like drop dead quiet because everybody was so into it. It was exciting. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Up next, you're going to hear from Moses Ingram, who is one of the brand new additions. She's playing a brand new character not previously known about within the Star Wars canon. The character is known as the Inquisitor Reva and also known as the Third Sister. If there's any big, 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 big Star Wars fans out there, then some of those names, the Inquisitor and the Sister, you're probably like, wait a second, I've definitely heard something about some of that before. You have. She's somewhat related to some famous characters within some of the games and some of the TV shows and all of that stuff, but within the main timeline, within the movies and within the Disney Plus shows, this is kind of our first introduction to this kind of character. So, Moses is about to tell us all about her character and what it was like being on set with some of the biggest names within the Star Wars universe. Moses, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm really good. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. First one, mm-hmm. your agent or whomever it might have been approaches you and says, hey, guess what? They want you to play a villain in Star Wars. How quickly do you say yes to that kind of opportunity? 
It was actually Deborah Chow, and I remember us being on a Zoom together, and I thought I was actually going to do some other form of audition that day, but she was actually just there to tell me I got the job, and I don't remember saying anything. I think I said to her, okay, cool. <laughs> and I think that was the extent of it. It probably was <laughs> really lame in terms of reaction, but um, definitely just feeling so much. That's I like, yeah, it's it's one of those bucket list kind of, it's Star Wars. So uh, were there any particular kind of characteristic touchstones for you for this character? Were there other like famous, I guess, villains, either in cinema or TV or even in real life, that you're like kind of borrowed a little bit of their energy for this role? Um, not really. Um, but I also don't feel like Reva sees herself as bad per se. I think she just really focuses on doing what she feels she needs to do and that's do her job well. So I don't think she colors herself bad. And for the action scene stuff, are you are you someone who's like, get me in there, I will do every stunt myself. I'm 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 down for that. Or are you like, no, no, we've got stunt people for this and that's okay. They they can do that for me. Listen, we uh, trained for a long time. And so when, when we got to it, I definitely wanted people to see all the work that I had done. Um, but that being said, we do have incredible um, stunt people. And I was covered by two people, Sina and um, Naila, who are really, really talented. And um, But I did a lot. I did a lot. And I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Yeah, like even the, the hints of the stuff that we see in the in the trailer it looks fantastic and there's one specific line where you're with with all your anger you're shouting at obi-wan kenobi and it just feels so kind of emotional and momentous like like even in the trailer it was like that's cool it, like is is there a part when you were filming when you knew you're like this is something the fans are going to be very excited about oh absolutely absolutely yeah yeah, no spoilers though, obviously. No spoilers, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's it's so tough to like. How how difficult has it been for you to be like keep keep all that stuff to myself? You no, know, I learned early on that like you can think you're saying or showing just something that's like not really important, but then it leads to like this whole other like subset of conversation and figuring that you were not thinking of. 20 times out of 10. You know what I mean? So I learned my lesson early on. I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> okay. Lesson learned. Yeah. Um, one last one, if that's okay. Um, obviously with Ewan and Hayden returning, this it has a a certain hype about it. It has like a, a certain energy for, from fans getting to see these people again. When you were on set or when you witnessed them, I guess, performing, like was there a very, uh, I guess, unique energy for when they were, you know, back in Star Wars when, when you were working with them? Oh, for sure. Um, we worked with so many people on set who like are lifelong fans of it. Um, and so the energy was palpable on set when either of them were walking around. It's like people are just so excited to be in the midst and in the midst of the two of them near one another. My goodness, it was crazy. Fantastic. Moses, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. 
Last but far from least, it is Hayden Christensen. Yes, we got the chat to the man himself who was returning to that big black helmet and the big black suit. It is Darth Vader back again, also for the first time since 2005's episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, we already, obviously we've seen Vader around in some of the Star Wars movies and shows since then, but this is the first time Hayden has come back to the role. So he chatted to us about the fan reaction to the news that he was coming back and also what it was like on set that first day with him and Ewan McGregor being reunited for the first time in, geez, 16, 17 years. So here's the very lovely Hayden Christensen chatting about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden, how are you doing today? Good, good. How are you, Rory? I'm really good. Such a pleasure to talk to you. This, uh, this might be, I don't know how you might feel about this, but the, the fan reaction to your return has been so immensely positive. Have you, have you noticed, like, the, I guess, the, the overwhelming positivity that's coming your way for coming back to this role? Oh, it, it's, it's been really heartwarming. Um, I, I can't really sort of tell you what it means to me, uh, um, but uh, it, it, so much, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is for the fans, so to have their support uh, is just huge. So this is obviously about a decade or so on from uh, the events of Revenge of the Sith, and it's before we are in- reintroduced to Vader in A New Hope. So how would you describe Vader in this show? Um, well, Vader is, is you know, he's at a, a pivotal time in his life, Um he 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 spent ten years now, sort of imprisoned in in in, in this suit and in in, in in his new life, um, and how all of that has affected him. Um, there's a lot of sort of great character exploration there. Um, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, there, there's there's really sort of a a struggle of identity with Vader. I think that's just sort of you know at the core of who he who he is. Um, and in this, we 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 get to we get to explore that um, his his pursuit of of the Jedi and and trying to find Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, it's it's a it's a personal mission for him. Um, yeah, I'm 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 excited for people to see it. I uh, I can only imagine how excited everyone must have been on set for the first, I guess, first proper day yourself and you and were back together on the set together. Did you kind of feel that energy on the set, like that first day you were both kind of reunited on there? Yeah, it was, it was a really special day, um, and, and and that feeling was was palpable, you know. And, and but honestly, no one was more excited than I was uh, uh, seeing you and again uh, as Obi Wan Kenobi was was a surreal experience um, and one that I'll remember for for the rest of my life. I think, uh, yeah. The, uh, the prequels, they really push the envelope in terms of uh, special effects. Uh, There's a lot of green screen and blue screen work. It was like George was doing stuff that other film, uh, filmmakers weren't doing at the time. And for this show, it's it seems similar. Like they're doing stuff with with the the visualizations, with the, the oval kind of screens all around you that, again, is pushing the envelope that a lot of other TV shows and movies aren't doing outside of, say, The Mandalorian on this show. So when you're working with this new technology, was was that kind of easier for you? Was that something you you got used to quite quickly? Yeah, I mean it was different. Obviously, um, you know all the blue screen and green screen work in the prequels uh, it, it demanded a lot of the imagination. You know, um, 
And now uh, with these digital volumes where they display the whole environment for you in real time, um, it, it's an incredible thing, you know. Lucasfilm has always sort of been on, on the sort of cutting edge of, of these cinematic technologies and um, it, it's very cool to get to work in them. And just one last question, if that's okay. Is there a particular scene that you've acted in in this show that you kind of already have a feeling that the fans might, you know, go a bit nuts for? <laughs> yeah, I think so. There, there, there's a few of them. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate the, uh, the tip. You've, you've, you've become so good I, at keeping spoilers. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's commendable. It's, it's a skill I've developed. Um, but, you know, for good reason. We, we want the experience to, to be exciting when, when people see, see this series. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my cards close to my, my chest. Yeah, I'm excited to see whatever it might be and then go, that's what he was talking about. That's the one. <laughs> I, I can feel it. Hayden, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Awesome, man. Nice talking with you. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Take care. So that's the cast and director of Obi-Wan Kenobi. The first two episodes land on Disney Plus on Friday, 27th of May, and then subsequent episodes will arrive every Wednesday after that until the series is over. I doubt we'll get a season two, to be honest, because this is a very limited story. Uh, and as we're sure to find out, just seeing you and then Hayden back on screen together is going to be magnificent. Make sure you subscribe to The Big Review Ski wherever you get your podcasts. And come back again soon because we'll be chatting to more and more famous people in the weeks and months to come. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 